welcome back to another Generation Action podcast. Um, this is the Together We Have For All podcast, a podcast about reproductive rights, feminism, the environment, and today we're talking about our journey into discovering that we were feminists. Um, so I am Andrea, the vice president, and there's no guest today. I'm just here with the president, Shayla. Um, and Shayla, can you get started by letting us know what is feminism? So according to my Google search, feminism is the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. I feel like it's more than that though. What do you think? I feel like it's more, I feel like it's more than that. Um, I think that feminism as it's defined, it would be yes, like um, the equality of the sexes in every aspect, economical, racial, um, financial, I, political, but I do think that feminism is now has been defined differently. Yes. Yes. Because they say like, if it's not intersectional, intersectional, it's not feminism. Because as feminists, we should be advocating for all identities that are being oppressed. Right? Yes. Okay. But then another, another definition says, Feminism is a range of social movements, political movements, and ideologies that aim to define and establish the political, economic, personal, and social equity equality of the sexes. Yeah, so that's the definition that I feel like I hear the most. Uh-huh. Um, but like I mentioned, I do think it has evolved. I think that now it's like if you like, you know, the term turf. Yeah, like trans, exclusionary, exclusionary, radical feminists. Yes. Like if you don't include um, trans women, if you don't include people of color, the LGBT community into your activism, then it's not really feminist, I think, mm-hmm. because um, I think being inclusive is at the root of feminism. Yes, because I, I do, because, okay, so if feminism didn't evolve, then feminism would really only be for white people white women yes yes um so i think it is very important to include um different identities that are oppressed and also feminist so feminism can isn't just for women it's also for men because if if the burdens are lifted from us the burdens and the expectations we have of men are going to be lifted as well i like that you mentioned that Feminism, if it hadn't evolved, it would only be for white women, because I think that's a great point, because we need to be inclusive, and um, because the oppression that white women face is different from the oppression that women of color face. Mm -hmm. Like, I see myself living, I I feel like I experience both as a white-passing person of color. Do you agree? Like, you're pale-skinned? Yes. Um, I would... I would say so. And well, I don't think people look at my skin specifically. They look at my facial features. Okay. And they're like, oh, she's Asian. (laughs) So she must know math. So and it's just. Especially nowadays with the pandemic and the virus coming from Asia. I think that people look at me a different way, like just people on the streets. And I notice that I've been getting dirty looks and 
I feel like recently I've been getting like sympathy looks because of what's been happening with um I I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's like police brutality against Asians is that what's happening or is it just like people being brutal against Asians? Um I think it's both. It's both. Okay. So the reason why I brought that up was because I feel like from some Mexicans I that are like darker than me, I'll like people will be like, Oh, they don't even look Mexican at all to me. And that seems crazy to me because some white that, people yeah. will come up to me and will start speaking like Spanish to me, like trying to be funny. And like that kind of bothers me. Yeah. Like they'll be like, Hola, como estas? And I'm like, Oh my god, oh my get god. away from me. Um and they'll just like when COVID first happened, somebody was like, How are your family in other countries? And I'm like all my family that I know is here. Right. I know my grandparents are there, but they are visiting. You know, they want to come back. But like, you do have family in Mexico, right? Yeah, that I don't talk to. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, very, like, my grandparents' cousins, you know? Okay. But, it's, like, my my grandparents, my parents, all my aunts and uncles and cousins are here. Uh-huh. Or in California. The family that matters to you. Yeah. That here. sounds mean, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I feel like I experienced both. I have... Uh, like I have mentioned before, I worked at a hardware store, and I do feel like I had some of that, like, um, the oppression that white women face, so, like, being coddled and being told, like, um, oh, um, let me get that for you, not because they want to be nice, because they think that I can't handle uh-huh. it, like, lifting something or uh-huh. fixing something. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what society does. Society coddles white women, and, like, I think right now we've been hearing a lot about, like, what, like, the... Um, just like the weaponization that's what I meant of like white women's tears like with Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton and like white women are seen as something that we need to protect and so yes that is an oppression because they are being held back from being independent but I I don't think it's the same as for me and uh for us and black women um where we are fetishized and we're being like we're status like like, people would always tell me that I was spicy when I worked at the hardware store, and I hate that. Yes. Like, when I would get angry, they're like, oh, you're spicy. It's because you're Mexican. And I hate oh that. God. I'm this way because you're stupid and uh-huh. because I am angry. And because I'm a Leo, uh-huh. and I am fiery. Not because I'm Mexican, because I'm a Leo. <laughs> I mean, I think just because you're Andrea. Like, thank you. I blame it on the fact that I'm a Leo. <laughs> um, so I feel like, but again, both... I'm not going to say white women are not oppressed. Of course they are. Because they're women. Yes. But their oppression isn't based off of their race. Yes. I feel like women of color have that added layer of oppression, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And with trans women, it'll be the same. It's another added layer. Your seats. It's like if you're too passing, um, then you are like, you have to have that conversation like, oh, I have to come out to them. Um, If they don't know I'm trans, I'm going to get violent. But then it's like if you're not passing enough, then it's like right off the bat, every you have to like look over your shoulder for your whole life, thinking that they're gonna you could uh-huh. get attacked at any point. So I just feel like, like you had mentioned, feminism for white women, if it would have never evolved, I think they would probably would be very happy now, <laughs> white women. Yeah. Like, I think that feminism has slowed down, at least, I think, uh-huh. because we've now included all of these other layers to it. And I uh-huh. think that ultimately, yeah, yeah. tackling white supremacy is going to be the hardest of them all. So going back to, like, when you said that white female tears, like, the, the like they're being weaponized. Yeah. So what happens if, um like, you cry or I cry? Like, what is... 
Um, what in, does that mean? In my experience, I feel like I've been made to seem like I'm crazy and I'm irrational. Like, if I cry at my job, I'm seeing like everyone is like walking in eggshells to be around me. Like, and I'm not saying that w- that women who are emotional are viewed that way. Of course, women seem if they're if they cry, they're like, oh. We gotta be careful with them. They're gonna cry. Mm-hmm. They're babies, you know, like all of that stuff. Yes, but I feel like with white women, um, when white women cry, it's like everything stops, and you have to you have to fight whatever made them cry. Yes, and when sometimes you like, I was reading this. I'm, I don't remember who it was, but it was a woman of color, and she was bringing up. Um, claims of how she felt things were unjust in her workplace mm-hmm. and it made a white woman cry and that discussion completely stopped because of her tears and it was no mm-hmm. longer how do we make mm-hmm. people of color feel comfortable is how do we make her stop crying yeah so like i feel like white women can use their emotions like if you tell a white woman i think what you did here was racist or i think this... they suddenly become the victim yes because you're you're pointing them out yes and i think we see this a lot with women like um like laura ingram you know who she is like fox no. like fox women women like oh, Meghan yes. mccain uh-huh. um they get called out and they're like oh well i had a very hard year Meghan mccain's excuse like her father passing away and yeah mm-hmm. she she so she was like under a lot of attack right now recently because of like everything happening with like uh-huh. the asian hate mm-hmm. she has said like a couple months ago, I don't care what people call it, calling it the Asian virus. She was like, it didn't originate from China. That's what well, she said. Yeah. And then she tweeted our Instagram, um, stop Asian hate. And people called uh-huh. her out. Uh-huh. Well, you perpetuated yeah. this, yeah. you know, conversation. And she came out and said, um, I've always experienced hate for my, for because she's a Republican, like for my opinions. But now you're getting, like, it's getting personal. They're attacking my daughter. And who's her daughter? Is her she's daughter a baby. Asian? Oh, yeah. But I guess people like leave comments on the like about her daughter or whatever. Same but like, what? oh, I'm that I'm not sure. But I just like that just angered me because it's like this conversation turned into how we're bullying you and your daughter, and you yeah, completely yeah, yeah. dropped yeah. the fact that you yeah. perpetuated this yeah. narrative that uh-huh. is very damaging. You know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of women in her position, like on t- talk show, ho- like talk show host, or personalities in general when they get called out for their behavior they get to use their feelings and like oh i'm getting so much hate as an excuse and not take accountability uh-huh. well i guess if you don't mind us starting into how our journey into feminism because i feel like that's what we want to start with we got carried away yes. um so my journey with feminism um i think growing up i grew up with two sisters no brothers um all of my cousins were my age they were boys and i would want to play with them and we were always to like boys play with boys girls play with girls but all my cousins were older so like when i went to play with barbies they were like doing each other's makeup and stuff uh-huh. so i didn't like that and i feel like i did like playing with cars i did play, like playing you know with more barbies. yeah like mm-hmm. more boyish things so I feel like I was a feminist all along. I just didn't know it until, you know, I went Mm -hmm. to school and I learned the definitions. And I feel like for me, it was like, I felt like I resonated with that term. Um, Because in, I don't remember what grade it was, but a teacher was trying to, like, argue with us, that Uh us girls, that, you know, like in other countries, like Malala, you know, 
they they want to go to yeah they like want to go to school they're risking their lives and you guys are here and you're not participating Uh and i just felt like that was completely ignorant to the fact that the education system discourages girls from speaking out i think it's always the guys taking over any conversation Mm -hmm. when girls who speak out we are you're taking up too much space yes you're being like a smart ass. Um, you know, so many things that we could say about girls speaking up just because they know the answer. But when a guy says something, it's just completely ordinary. Like I've always been a very like, I would say outspoken and proud person. Like if I knew the answer, I'd be like, oh yes, yeah, pick yeah. me. And teachers were always like, oh, I'll give someone else a chance. And I get that if you're talking about like the shy kids that we want to speak out. But I feel like um, that happened to girls more than boys right being yeah. told like give someone else a chance like someone else's turn yeah and i think that i'm also very proud of like when i do really good on a test and i or a cahoot when i would do regular yes. cahoot i would have to win um and like you said like i was kind of perceived as like a know-it-all like i always had to win um very proud when i think that's those are good qualities to have especially when you are a girl and you have to compete with all it's of these other males exactly so i think going to school is what made me realize yeah that yeah i am a feminist and um as i mentioned i feel like it has evolved now like now i'm actively bringing up this these conversations with my family like i always tell my dad like you're the only guy in this house so uh-huh. you need to get it together uh-huh. <laughs> because i do feel like he still has these perceptions of, um, like my sister got married, and like she has to be a stay, the perfect stay-at-home wife, and that was very important for my mom, and I kind of reject that idea because that's not something that she wanted. If she would have wanted that, then sure, go ahead, but that's not something that she wanted, and she kind of went into it, and I feel like she is unhappy staying uh-huh. at home, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's something that's not talked about in our family like i have so many aunts that are stay-at-home wives and every now and then they will say something like well i I think it is harder to stay at home than to have a job and the conversation ends there like i think they really are unhappy and i do feel bad like my mom and i have a few aunts um and it's weird because it doesn't matter how you feel about it because that's just the way of the world to them it's like we're being taught that our feelings don't matter in a sense yeah, like, this is what you have to do for the family, uh-huh. whether you like it or not. Like, take one for the team, but really you're taking it all for the team. Yeah, I mean, my mom's been a stay-at-home mom for 27 years? I cannot imagine. I know oh, she's not un- go insane. I know she's unhappy. I know that she would want to have a career. Yeah. Um, She it- did work before she had my older sister. My dad has always, like, when we were poor, like, my mom probably should have gotten another job. Um my dad was like, well, it's important for the kids to someone stay at home. And I understand that thinking. I do think that people yeah. say that, that it, when there's a parent stay at home, the kids do better in like school or whatever. That is true. But I think in this society, it's like no one can afford to do that anymore. Right? Yeah, no. So if she's unhappy, why not let her? So that's where my feminism is like going at now. It's in my own home, calling out behaviors that I see, even my mom, but mostly my dad and other family members like it is uncomfortable sometimes when i'm like at a party and i'm like saying things like my, the other day i think you'll find this funny the other day i was talking about 
also my my cousins they were asking me about if I was dating I'm like no I hate men like uh-huh. I really I really don't see myself dating anytime soon and um my mom was like then the following day she was like Andrea I really think it's important that you stop saying that you hate men and you think that they're disgusting I think uh-huh. that that's not an appropriate conversation to have I'm like why ex- I don't know I'm like do you like who am I bending over backwards for for men uh-huh. no thank you I mean, okay, let's reverse the rules. If a guy says, I hate women, what do you think the reaction would be? I think, like, haha, you probably had, like, a crazy girlfriend. Yeah. That's probably why you're saying that. Uh-huh. Which, I feel like that's why we say I hate men. Like, we've had so many... Toxic. Toxic relationships, toxic, or just, like, negative encounters with men. And when we say I hate men, I don't, when I say I hate men, I don't, I don't mean all men. I think it's just the majority of men that we encounter just aren't decent human beings. Like, I watched Promising Young Woman recently. Uh Have you watched it? No. It's so good. So, a lot of people have been saying that, like, that it's perpetuating that, like, all men are horrible. Mm -hmm. But I think what's up, a guy, a guy in the movie ends Uh up being, like, the hero at the end. Um, I think that it's, it's not doing that. I think it's showing that everyone is complicit that includes women too uh-huh. do you think i think so i think women are complicit a lot like women standing by their man or yeah women like i what i hate is when women um like keep sexual assault in a family like hush hush you know like if um like a dad touches yeah his daughter. like or if a grandfather or an uncle it's like for the family we have to we can't yeah. say anything about it or even if their daughter is sexually assaulted and is pregnant, it's like, you have to bring this child into the world now. Uh-huh. So I think me saying I hate men is me saying, um, obviously not my dad, you know, obviously yeah. not some of my cousins that I really like. It's saying, I hate that men are complicit because they don't call out their sexist friends jokes there. Yeah. Um, when you like, when you see something, you sh- yeah like if you see a girl is drunk and she's being taken like yeah into a car by some guys maybe you should know that you should do something instead not of keep like, quiet i feel like men so okay here's the problem or at least one of the problems right um men are taught to protect each other yes versus women or young girls were taught to compete against each other and that's a lot of the problem and a lot of the reason why um like it's hard for us to thrive in this society because we're consistently bashing each other yeah i think that competing is something that isn't like innate in us and it would be a good thing if we were like competing for jobs competing for like in school you know and at the same time supporting each other yes but instead it's like competing for men's attention competing Mm -hmm. for husband competing Mm -hmm. for family and i think that's what has kept a lot of women behind is this fear in them like i can't be alone forever so Mm -hmm. they use like their young years when they should be going to school starting their careers focused on men and starting a family because we're taught that if no one wants us we're we're failures right like we we didn't do our job as women or we're not attractive attractive enough can you say now your journey to feminism yes so growing up i always i was always watching 
Hogwarts Girls and Totally Spies and like the Bratz movies and TV shows. And I feel like those TV shows, although they're they're centered around white women, they still had strong female characters, strong female lead characters. Um, and I feel like I resonated with like, you know, like the girl who was like smart and she always knew what to do and she didn't need a man. Like I always resonated to that character and the characters that cling on to men were super cringe to me as a child. Um, and I guess I was, I was a feminist because of what I was exposed to, but I just didn't know that. And I was aware that boys behavior was completely different than girls behavior. But you know, like, at, as we went to school, and as, um, as I started learning about life, I realized that their behavior has nothing to do with me, it has nothing to do with them, it has everything to do with how we raise boys in the society. Yes, I really feel like I was fed into this idea of a boy's mean to you just because he likes you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I hate that a boy boys are mean because that's the way they're raised. They're raised mm-hmm. to uh, not handle their emotions and they are aggressive and outspoken instead. And that's really harming women, telling yeah. them, oh, he's if my boyfriend is mean to me, it's because he likes me. This is how he expresses himself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I like hate that. He just that. wants your attention. I, cause like at, when you're younger and a boy likes you, it's like calling you mean names or like pinching you or something. But then as you get older and we keep that mindset, it becomes sexual assault and domestic abuse, right? Um, so I guess I'll ask you, how do you think your feminist journey has changed or evolved as you've gotten older? I feel like I have the language now to know what certain dynamics are called and certain concepts. So I think that teaching younger girls the vocabulary so that they know what is happening to them is very important because if we don't know what something is called, like I didn't know the definition of rape, right? I Mm -hmm. thought it was like supposed to be something violent and bloody and just gross. But like rape just means like, they did something sexually to you that you didn't want. I know the terms. I know the voc- I have the vocabulary. Um, what about you? Um, we talked about this a little bit. I feel like um, growing up, I was very like you know. Um, I think now like on TikTok, social media, it's like term like girl boss, where it's like, um, I guess like a capitalistic version of a feminist. Um, like the idea of like this career woman like think i don't know what her name is the girl that like the serranos lady you know who i'm talking about serranos no um she made up this thing about how like a little drop of blood could test you for like hiv or something and it was a scam Uh so like this idea of that's what i was fed into like this idea of women like corporate leaders um they like uh, this idea of like 50 50 like in a relationship, um, everything's 50-50. In a job, everything's going to be 50-50. 50% in, um, employees, women, 50% employees are, are male. Mm-hmm. And I think we've talked about this. I think that that's unrealistic. Um, I think that women in leadership positions is very important. I think that mm-hmm. it should be more women than men, to be honest. Um, and I feel like achieving 50-50 in a relationship is not going to happen ever, I think romantically or financially. I think financially, I am very against it now. And I used to be 
for it because women are unpaid the same as men. So why should women be 50-50 right, when right. the men are getting paid uh-huh, more? Uh-huh. Um, I'm against this idea of 50-50 in the home because I feel like women are the leaders in the home. They're like assigning tasks to the men mm-hmm. when it should be like, no, that's not 50-50. If it's 50-50, right. you see something needs to be done, you should do it. Right. You shouldn't wait until your wife tells you to do it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm technical or like the com- commercial version of a feminist. Yeah. I feel like I've evolved. It's not real. Basically. Yeah, I've evolved to a, like account for the fact that that's unachievable, uh-huh. and that's not what I want either. Because I don't want to be equal to men. Because men are also, I think, not <laughs> uh, not happy. They don't they I, don't want to feel like the the stress. I that think they're that they're unhappy because they have all this pressure on them, right? And that's not their fault. It's well, maybe it is, right? Because they they're the ones who are like, if we. Like, we have to be the bosses in the family, right? Like, we're in charge of the family. But at the same time, they don't know what the hell to do once they get home. And they're like, okay, you clean this. They don't know what to do. So I think I think that it all comes down to, like, toxic masculinity and the fact that we assign household duties based on gender. And so it really... When, so if we tell our husband or our boyfriend to go wash the dishes, it emasculates them because they're like, oh, no, that's that's a woman's job. When in reality, it's just a simple task that a human being should be able to do. So I think I think it hurts them in the sense that they think they're they're not supposed to be feminine. Therefore, they can't do feminine tasks. Yes. And I see this a lot from other women saying like, oh, I, yeah, I do the dishes and I clean the kitchens and the bathrooms, but he mows the lawn, he changes the light bulbs. That's not the same because how often do you mow the lawn? How often do you change the light bulb, you know? Right, right. So the everyday daily tasks are given to women, like yeah. the weekly, monthly tasks are uh-huh. given to men. But also like it, like men like paint the house, right? Or like clean the porch or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like what do they do? Um... But those are, like, fairly easy, you know what I mean? But, like, gathering all the kids and making sure, like, they all have their lunches and their, you know, their homework done and making sure that you're going to all the PTA meetings and whatnot, that's so difficult. Like, even with us, like, scheduling things. Appointments. appointments that's, like, the mom's job. Yeah. And, like, I, so I was listening to my cousin, um, my cousin's wife, and he was, she was telling their kids, like, oh, remember to tell your dad that you have a dentist appointment and it's like bro like why can't he just remember (laughs) yeah i remember when my mom was in mexico for a summer um my dad didn't know where my dentist was Uh and i didn't know either because i don't know streets when i'm a child so he's with the wrong dentist um and we had like they figure it out i don't know how um my dad like doesn't know when I get out of school, not not anymore, but like mm-hmm. when I was little, he didn't know, I don't think he knew like any of my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't think he knew, like just like all the little things, like people's birthdays, um, people's anniversaries. That was all mm-hmm. my mom. She was like, oh, remember it's your dad's birthday, something you should know, father. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like women are like the social calendars for the family. Yeah. Okay, so I guess this is all for today. This is our last episode of the, the semester season. yes of the season semester yes um i will be back with 
the vice president next semester. We don't know who it will be. We will, we will miss you, Shayla. Stay tuned. Um, oh, I will miss you guys too. But I might come back to be a guest. Who knows? Yes. And we won't tell you for what episodes. You have to listen to all of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Bye. Stay safe. Bye. Thank you.